Elizabeth I. The Heart and Stomach of a King. 8th of August, 1588. This is one of the great speeches of resistance, but it also faces up to the challenge of being a female leader in an age of male leaders. After the Catholic rule of her elder half-sister, Queen Mary, who had married the greatest Catholic monarch, Philip II of Spain, the throne passed to the remarkable Elizabeth, daughter of Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. Philip, who had until recently been King of England by marriage, hoped that the young queen would at least indulge Catholics and considered whether to marry her too. When Philip learned that Elizabeth was a devout Protestant, hostile to Spain and Catholicism, and furthermore a strong politician, he planned her assassination. Elizabeth licensed her semi-official privateers, the so-called Sea Dogs, among whom was Sir Francis Drake, to raid Spanish treasure fleets, while in 1584, Spanish atrocities in Holland finally pushed her to send a small army under her favourite, the Earl of Leicester, to fight with the Dutch rebels. Philip decided to send an armada to invade England. In 1688, 130 ships bearing 18,000 soldiers set sail to link up with a further 30,000 men in the Spanish Netherlands. Elizabeth faced panic on all sides as she mustered an army, more of a makeshift militia, at Tilbury and deployed the fleet in the Channel under Admirals Lord Howard of Effingham and Drake. On the 28th and 29th of July, her admirals sent in fireships that destroyed many Spanish ships and forced others out to sea. Little of the Armada returned to Spain. But before the news reached Elizabeth, she inspects the army, accompanied by her dashing new favourite, the Earl of Essex, and gives this speech. Her command of English, as seen in her many letters and speeches, is masterful. She survived the crisis, and while most histories claim Spain did not threaten England again, Philip sent two further armadas. Both failed. My loving people, we have been persuaded by some that are careful of our safety to take heed how we commit ourselves to armed multitudes for fear of treachery. But I assure you, I do not desire to live to distrust my faithful and loving people. Let tyrants fear. I have always so behaved myself that under God I have placed my chiefest strength and safeguard in the loyal hearts and goodwill of my subjects. And therefore I am come amongst you, as you see at this time, not for my recreation and disport, but being resolved in the midst and heat of the battle to live and die amongst you all, to lay down for my God and for my kingdom and my people, my honour and my blood, even in the dust. I know I have the body but of a weak and feeble woman, but I have the heart and stomach of a king, and of a king of England too, and think foul scorn that Palmer or Spain or any prince of Europe should dare to invade the borders of my realm, to which, rather than any dishonour shall grow by me, I myself will take up arms. I myself will be your general, judge and rewarder of every one of your virtues in the field. I know already 
for your forwardness you have deserved rewards and crowns. And we do assure you, in the word of a prince, they shall be duly paid you. In the meantime, my lieutenant-general shall be in my stead, than whom never prince commanded a more noble or worthy subject. Not doubting, but by your obedience to my general, by your concord in the camp and your valour in the field, we shall shortly have a famous victory over those enemies of my God, of my kingdom, and of my people.